Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey there, everybody. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer with you. The Bauer and Rose podcast right here at JustTheNews.com, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like us, give us a five-star rating. Refer us to your friends and hit the subscribe button. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. You name the list. I would ask Bauer to recite the list, but he's he's even worse than I am. Google now, Play. See, there you go. There you go. Okay, go on. Finish the list. And I'll Go respond to that. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead, Bauer. I, Tom's absolutely right. I have no idea what, what appeared to be a string of gibberish words actually mean. But if you're not giving us a five-star, if you're giving us whatever the opposite of a five-star is, be sure to specify in your comment what Tom was doing wrong that led you to give us that low rating. <laughs> well, it's been, uh, first of all, how was Easter? Uh, it was uh, It was wonderful. It was a good time to be reminded of resurrections because America desperately needs one I think we had a we had a good good time we you know we've been we've been ill over Easter unfortunately we came back from our trip to France more specifically to Normandy uh with a lot of the family uh getting ill you and Carol came and back you brought back all kinds of uh, uh gifts and souvenirs and uh, mementos and COVID French COVID, which apparently is not any more fun than the uh, more modest American version of the of the illness. But uh, anyway, life goes on. Hopefully. It sounds like and, it sounds like you're getting better. So I'm wondering if this is the right time or the wrong time due to your medical condition to ask you the theoretical, philosophical, and realistic question: What happens to a country that loses its mind? And I say this because every morning when you wake up, go out and get the paper for the two of our listeners who actually still subscribe to daily newspapers, the stories become more preposterous, more fantastic than the day before. Uh, yesterday, we have an announcement without shame, without guile, no attempt at artifice uh, in Axios that the White House was certainly proud to confirm that TikTok influencers will now be given space in the White House, their own briefing room. They will mirror the White House press corps, which in and of itself might not be a bad idea because the White House press corps is basically um, in-house Pravda, Isvestia, and the uh, Chinese People's Daily. Um, this is the same company that the White House is working with Congress correctly, in my opinion, to ban from American social media platforms. Um, and yet they're using them to reach out to 
the millions and millions, I mean, the country is now overwhelmed, Gary. The country is basically half trans. It's half trans and 40% gay, so the 10% of us who still maintain, you know, the traditional homophobic, right, homophobic, (laughs) racist, transphobic uh, ideas of, you know, monogamous marriage uh, and heterosexuality, uh, can now be pushed formally to the side. Th- this is, uh, I don't even know how to react anymore. I really don't. Well, you must have a good book to read, Tom, because you've asked a question you must have known would set me off. You probably could take the next 45 minutes and just catch <laughs> up on chores. The problem is, though, I'm like a five-year-old in a candy shop. I don't know what to grab onto first. I mean, you just put so many things on the table that really are the it's the core question about what's going to happen to America's future. And I, you know, I know we both worry uh, me particularly because I'm uh, I'm a a number of years ahead in the uh, race for the end of the actuarial tables than you are um, that we neither of us want to sound like old fogies. Uh, but given the illnesses that are running rampant through America's youth, sounding like an old fogey may be uh, the, the one true sign of normalcy still still left in America. God help our children, Tom. I mean, they they have been cut loose from from God, who I just called on to help them uh, by the popular culture, uh, often by families that are not religious uh by the heroes they follow, by social media. Many of them have never experienced what uh, God intended all children to experience, which is a loving mother and father, both of whom God built to bring specific things to that child, depending on whether they're a son or a daughter. We could take a whole show just on that. Um, And in the replace of these anchors, uh, including country and um, a, a desire to be a good young man or a good young woman, in replace of that, they've been fed a, a thin gruel of if it feels good, do it, different strokes for different folks. Uh, you, you, reality is, is a myth. Truth is a lie. Uh, there's your truth and his truth. Uh, by the way, uh, you're living in a racist country. Uh, nothing existed uh, uh, in the beginning. And uh, when you die, you won't exist anymore. You're done. So get what you can while you can. And by the way, the odds are very high that uh, in some cosmic uh, evolutionary accident, you feel unusual or troubled or uh, confused. You don't feel comfortable in your own body because evolution uh, did a terrible thing to you. It, it has trapped you in the body, the biological body of uh, of what you were not supposed to be. I, Tom, I don't know why there that I don't know why every child is not going around killing other children. Uh, mobbing stores, engaging in riots, uh, uh, taking whatever pleasure they can take whenever they 
can take it, succumbing to the demands of a sick medical establishment, telling them to uh, perf- to give the okay to perform deforming surgery on them to take powerful chemicals. Uh, we're, we're in a mess, Tom, and our national debate seems so um, unable and unwilling to rise to the occasion. We, you know, we're, we're locked in the debates of the, the 60s and the 70s and even the 80s. Many of those debates are, are important debates. I mean, you can't keep spending yourself into oblivion. You have to have a strong foreign policy. Uh, you... Um, you need to get entitlement programs uh, uh, under control or there will be more people living off the taxpayers than there are taxpayers paying into the system. All those things are true, but none of those things will matter if this complete meltdown in America continues. And I believe like drain water circling a drain, it's accelerating. It's going faster and faster. Uh, there's there's a real doubt in my mind uh, about whether this is stoppable. Tom, between those issues I mentioned that we've that you and I've devoted our lives to a good deal, you know, fiscal, strong national defense. Uh, um, when those things go wrong, terrible things happen, but countries do recover from those. You know, countries that fall under totalitarianism have come back and, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you, you know, the same thing will happen at some point if, if free nations begin to fall under totalitarianism. But a country that no longer marries, that no longer has children, that no longer teaches those children to love it, that no longer believes there's a God when the whole country was built on the on the idea that our very liberty came from God, certainly not from Joe Biden or, you know, um, Nancy Pelosi and AOC or even from a Supreme Court whose current majority you might like. Those are slender threads to depend on as the origins of your liberty. Your liberty comes from the creator, the same one that puts us in the right biological bodies. Uh, But, of course, if you're a young person and don't believe there is such a God, why would you believe that you're not in the wrong body? And, Tom, I you know, all this nastiness, all this obvious breakdown i mean it's 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 movie capacity stuff i mean this is these are like the disaster flicks that that end in you know the continent splitting in half and a comet you know you know bullying its way into the capitol building except the 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 end of times that we're living through is not the product of external forces from the heavens it's the breakdown uh, the explosion of the human soul and the human heart in the country that has experienced more joy, progress, success because of its belief in things than any country in the history of the world. And we appear to be on a road without anything to stop us to just, forgive my language, piss it all away. I, uh, during the first two-thirds of that magnificent soliloquy i was paying rapturous attention the last third i'm thinking how in the world am i going to respond to that 
And, <laughs> and I think I might have a response. It's not going to equal, but at least it might not be thrown out of the arena by our editor. 40 years ago, as a college student, I became involved um, with the Soviet Jewry movement, the movement to help Soviet Jews who were oppressed horribly in communist totalitarian Russia get out uh, or at least begin to have the ability to uh, access aspects of their religious faith that were banned by law. Judaism was illegal in the Soviet Union. Christianity particularly was illegal. As bad as the communists were to Jews, they were worse to the Russian Orthodox. They transformed churches, great basilicas, thousand-year-old institutions of, of Eastern Orthodox Christianity into museums of atheism. I'll never forget being forced on an in-tourist tour as um, we were envoys for an organization, um, the Student Struggle for Soviet Jewry, which was a great little group of of young radicals uh, like myself, led by older people. Um, We would get names of these so-called refuseniks, Jews who had applied to emigrate to Israel and as a result had lost their job. And in Russia, being unemployed was a crime. So when you lost your job, you faced arrest, imprisonment or sent to the gulag. The families were thrown, the children were thrown out of schools. And there was a movement where we faked being tourists. We would go to the Soviet Union Um, having memorized uh, all the names and addresses of places we had to go because we were afraid that any written materials would be confiscated if we were arrested. I did this uh, three times. I did it in 82, 85, and then close to the end in 88 or 89. I will admit, I'll confess, uh, a lot of it was because I love adventure and crazy you know, uh, doing things that seem exciting and uh, this, that, and the other. And I I distinctly remember how um, inconceivable it was for me at the time, Gary. It, It just didn't even enter my mind that our country, 35 years after the collapse of the Soviet Union, would in some very dangerous ways begin to resemble it. Speech that was punished in the Soviet Union is now being punished here. Religion that was outright banned, and I'm not comparing uh, modern-day America yet to Soviet Russia, um, where where, uh, churches were turned into uh, museums of atheism, as in Leningrad. Uh, There is an absolute, undeniable religious war against religion. And when I say religious, everybody has a religion. If you're an atheist, that is your religion. If you're a if you're a climate change cultist, that is your religion. If you're a transgender cultist, that is your religion. And the hallmarks of censorship, degradation, deplatforming, while not violent yet, bear a, a, a terrifying resemblance to what I thought 40 years ago was George Orwell's 
worst nightmare. And I think part of the problem, Gary, isn't that, and you, you might, you, you're probably going to disagree with this. I almost hope you do. Cause I hope what I'm about to say isn't true. It's that conservatives here, we have allowed ourselves, and I don't even like the term conservative. I would say American. I would say constitutionalist. <clears throat> that we um, have lost the debate because we're not, we're not pushing who we are. The left is so committed to this, the, the word change for its own sake, even if it's horrendous change. People on the left just assume that anyone who opposes them is opposed to, quote unquote, change. You remember Obama's uh, campaign slogan, hope and change. And mm-hmm. maybe if we replace the term conservatism with Judeo-Christian values, I think that might be important um, because it then would anchor conservatism in something deeper than a term that the left can define for its own purposes. And I think if you define conservatism, um, it will in many, many ways <laughs> um, conform to Judeo-Christian values. The first and most important characteristic of conservatism is to conserve, to protect what is the very best from our past. Well, uh, that's that's absolutely correct, Tom. And uh, w- w- whatever uh, grade you gave my opening, that was a, uh, that was a darn good response. Uh, it, it's something about you, by the way, Tom, that I've known you for a long time. Uh, you uh, you were part of the group that sort of hosted me when I went to Israel for the first time. Yeah, we had lunch on the roof. We sure of, did on, of, before, on the Fourth of July. Yeah, we had a Fourth of right, July picnic. That, yes. Uh, at any rate, all those years that I've known you, I, I did not know that um, in the 80s you were going to the Soviet Union with with uh, th- that group. Uh, that That is one of the great stories of modern Western civilization, uh, the, the perseverance of Soviet Jewry and American Jews and Ronald Reagan did. Uh, to uh, to help them in the the Reagan White House during those years, or I'm under Secretary of Education. Uh, but in part of those years, I'm working in the Reagan administration, and I was able to bring uh, a delegation of the um, the Yuvich. Am I correctly pronouncing sure, that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, to the Oval Office, there's a wonderful photo of President Reagan uh, with the leadership of the group. And uh, uh, but by meeting with them and and other Jewish groups, President Reagan was able to get the specific names of refuseniks, uh, Russian Jews that were refusing to cooperate with the Soviet government. And Reagan uh, directed everybody in his administration, in any department, in any conversations with Soviet, their Soviet counterparts, whether it was the diplomatic corps at, at the State Department, whoever it was, that at the beginning of each meeting, raise the name of specific Russian Jews that were being held in the gulag. It drove the Soviets crazy. How did we have these names? How did this you know, Commerce Department uh, bureaucrat, why was he asking me about some guy uh, you know, rotting away in Siberia? And we found out later that somehow, even to the prisoners, the word got back that their name had been uh, raised in talks with 
uh, Soviet bureaucrats. So, and of course, we we know uh, what the end of all that is. The Soviet Union falls. Unfortunately, uh, Putin still lives, uh, but the Soviet Union falls, and many Russian Jews ended up immigrating to the United States and. Uh, to uh, modern-day Israel, where they are an important part of uh, the uh, diaspora in Israel, the return to Israel, and the modern nation of Israel as it establishes itself uh, as uh, the only Jewish nation in the world. So it's it's quite an odyssey, Tom. It required a lot of people to show courage to show courage here in the United States, like you going to the Soviet Union, to show courage at the White House, to show courage, almost unimaginable courage, in the Soviet Union itself. And what's driving me absolutely crazy in America today is that so many people seem to easily fit into the category of sheeple. They'll do what they're told. They don't want to rock the boat. They may not be happy about what's going on, but for crying out loud, they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to have the FBI monitoring them. They don't want to be kicked out of a school board meeting. And so they are allowing the liberty that men and women died for year after year after year to give to them they are allowing it to be frittered away thus betraying their ancestors and guaranteeing that their children and grandchildren will have a lesser life we're going to take a break we'll be right back this is the bauer and rose show on sirius xm the patriot channel 125 and the podcast the bauer and rose podcast at justthenews.com What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. It is the Bauer and Rose podcast on justthenews.com. You know, I, I've got another Gary Bauer anecdote, and I, I've shared it with you many times. Um, and I don't think his response would be the same today as it was on June the 4th, 2004. That was the day that Ronald Reagan died. I was in Israel at the time. I was publisher and CEO of the Jerusalem Post, and... I don't remember the exact reason, but I was with uh, Natan Sharansky, who is, in terms of my people, the Jewish people and freedom fighters, one of the great heroes um, of all time, not simply the 20th century. Nine years in the gulag for uh, creating the Helsinki Watch Group that tried to hold the Soviet Union accountable for the human rights pledges that she made. Uh, in 1975, and I had befriended him, and a great honor of my life. We are sitting in his office, shooting the breeze. Well, that was a close one. I almost uh, said something else. Uh, <laughs> and we're lament. We're uh, memorializing. We're talking about Reagan, and a guy called Gary Bauer pops up on the screen, and I believe it was Fox News. And Natan turns to the TV points to it and said, now there's an important man um, 
I said, who? Anyway, no. So you are discussing how uh, Ronald Reagan epitomized everything good about America. And you referred to your father. Your father was uh, a wonderful man, not terribly well-educated, was a menial worker, supported his family. Um, and your point was that my father was a janitor. He worked three jobs, had very little education, very little prospects for life. And in one generation, his son is working in the White House. And your point was how remarkable and how amazing that was. And Sharansky turns to me and says, I don't understand what's so, amer- what's so amazing about that. That's America. In America, you can do that. My father, this is Sharansky speaking, my father was a world-famous mathematician, one of the greatest mathematicians of the early 20th century. Um, and I had no prospects And he was a genius and a giant who was thrown out of Moscow State University when he was caught trying to enter a synagogue. He was expelled from his job. So Sharansky's point was, in America, anything can happen, and that's because he's an American. I think his line was, I don't understand, but Gary's father might not have been well-educated and might have, you know, worked menial jobs, but Gary Bauer's father was an American. What greater gift is there than that? I love that story, Tom. This is why it's one of the few times I interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't interrupt me. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the basic thing here was that a janitor's son in America could end up working in the White House, whereas in Sharansky's case, his father, even though he was much more accomplished than my father or I would ever be, Sharansky in some ways could only be a janitor because the government, the Marxists, would not allow him to be anything greater because of um, because of his beliefs. They're exactly right. Uh, so we're we're uh, we're in this situation, Tom. I I don't know. Look, I. Uh, uh, the, 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 we've talked quite a bit about the trans issue, and, um, uh, and and by the way, just to put a fine point on it, the, the only purpose the word trans has is to destroy reality and truth. You, you can't trans from being a man to a woman or trans from being a woman to a man. It's not biologically possible. Just as a 90-year-old getting plastic surgery does not miraculously then become young, they may look young, but they're still an old person. Now you're telling me that? After yes. all the work I've done, you're telling me that now? So <laughs> my the point I was going to make, Tom, is that in a bizarre way, I'm sure people are, are saying, yeah, I like Bauer and Rose. I mean, these guys talk about foreign policy and these, I mean, and they're, you know, I love it when they kind of, you know, disagree a little bit and so forth, but uh, wow, they're really working this other issue a lot. Well, uh, look, Tom, my, my view is if, if we can't stop what's happening right now on that issue, that alone will bring America down because it means there is no longer any concept of truth in America. If you can convince people that that a person can be 
trapped in the wrong body. And by using powerful uh, chemicals uh, or uh, taking indescribable surgery and letting that be done to 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds, that you can turn a little boy into a little girl or vice versa. That's a country that will believe anything. You know what the the bizarre truth is? And I, I haven't heard anybody point this out. Paleontologists and archaeologists, when they discover the remains of people that have been dead for thousands and thousands of years, from the remains, they know whether it was a man or a woman. They know whether it was a child. They know how old it was. But they always know if it was a man or a woman. Now, how would that be if, if, if sex was non-binary? How would a paleontologist digging in a field in western China discover uh, the remains of a community that perished 8,000 years? How would they know that that was a man or a woman? Because it's genetic. It's, it's how do you know the sun is shining? How do you know the grass is green? Well, mine isn't because I haven't watered this year. But how do you know? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, there's no, if that isn't true, then nothing is true. Well, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Tom. And, uh, you know, the, the answer to the question, of course, is that there's a biological definition of male and female and the, the the examination of any cell from a toenail uh, to a hair from the top of somebody's head uh, will, under a microscope, with no other information available other than that little cell, any biologist that has not been infected with insanity will be able to tell you immediately whether this was a toenail cell or a hair cell from a man or from a woman. Uh, if we, not only can we not say that now, or people are refusing to say it, including a sitting justice of the Supreme Court nominated by Joe Biden, uh, but biologists are refusing to say it now because they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be harassed. There, there's another level of this, Tom. Um, the the uh, amount of violence that is coming out out of, of the transgender movement is uh, significant and it's horrific and uh, it's got to be stopped. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, everybody marveled that a respected federal judge uh, couldn't speak uh, openly at Stanford University without a uh, a little fascist mob led by a school administrator uh, putting him through re-education, shouting him down, uh, telling him he's harmed uh, countless people. The thrust of the core of the reason they went after that judge was a relatively obscure ruling on the transgender issue. That's what motivated it. Just in the last week, uh, this University of Kentucky graduate, uh, a woman, champion woman swimmer, uh, had to hide in fear of her life at the San Francisco State University. Yeah, Riley Gaines, uh, uh, NCAA champion at the University of Kentucky. I've seen her interviewed. She, Gary, seems to me one of the least political 
She's a college swimmer. She's a kid. She's all she cares about. Not all. She's a normal, everyday, uh, extremely gifted, I must say. She's Rowdy Gaines' daughter, and Rowdy was one of the great, uh, uh, great uh, backstrokers in the history of swimming, so she's got good swimming stock. She's a champion. She'll be an Olympian. She was an Olympian. She will be. She just cares about the purity and the fairness of her sport. And when she said she was made to feel uncomfortable with a man walking around naked in their lock changing room, uh, she was admonished by her own university. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, I mean, this is it's sick, but it's also a poison. And there's an explosion of children seeking these life changing and in many cases life destroying really surgeries and chemical treatments irreversible by the way it's not like uh taking an allergy med and if it doesn't work you stop and you're back to normal these are these are you're too polite and too dignified and too respectful of our audience to get into details i sharing none of those uh, uh positive characteristics won't be so delicate these are chemical castrations. These are mastectomies. These are building, artificially constructing uh, male sex organs uh, and attaching them to girls and doing the reverse with boys. It's, it's it, puberty blockers, hormones, the very same people that won't buy a chicken that's been treated with hormones will rush their nine-year-old child who was influenced at school by a trans teacher or by a drag show to suddenly think he or she is the opposite sex. They'll race them to a gender clinic, taxpayer funded, and destroy them. Well, that's that's a great summary, Tom. That's exactly what's happening. Look, I think it's significant that uh, some very well-known people that are generally thought of as liberal, uh, like Bill Maher and uh, Joe Rogan, who's been moving in our direction for for quite a while, but others also, this issue was the straw that broke the camel's back. They, They saw this and thought, whoa, wait a minute. If this is what it means to be progressive, then I can't have anything to do with being progressive. Um, so, Tom, I was going through this litany, and I won't bore our listeners, but you know, we had the terrible shooting in Nashville, with the depart- which the Department of Justice still will not uh, release the uh, the manifesto of the trans shooter that went into a Christian school, killed three nine year old children. And uh, three adults uh, followed just about a week later by the arrest in Colorado Springs, which is a city that is the site of multiple headquarters for major Christian ministries. A trans uh, man that uh, was planning to shoot up churches and schools in Colorado. Um, in the case of uh, the the swimmer at San Francisco State University, she was physically hit by a man dressed in a dress. Now, can you imagine, Tom, on any university campus in America, if a woman speaker or a feminist was assaulted by men, physically struck by men, my 
goodness, there would be a toad, as there should be. A man striking a woman is never appropriate. There would be a national meltdown about it. There would be people expelled from school. That rightfully so. Rightfully so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing. A big yawn. The feminist movement is on permanent vacation. This this young woman is standing alone. She's standing by herself. So uh, this is there's there's no words to describe this. Um, the, the Biden administration just issued new Title IX regulations. Title IX is the civil rights uh, statute that says that that uh, in any uh, school or university in which uh, there are men and women, they must be treated equally, included in women's sports and male sports. The budgets must be comparable. The way the school approaches these things must be comparable. The opportunities must be comparable. And they, the Biden administration is fighting as hard as it can to prohibit states from passing laws that say to participate in female sports, you must be a biological female. This administration is committed to making sure that is not true, that men are allowed to participate in those sports. So all over the Western world, we're seeing uh, female sports championships going to men who aren't even going through the treatments, by the way. You don't have to go through the treatment. No, it's not funny. I'm laughing, but it's 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 uh, look. I, and this is where I think we've fallen down. We don't. We rightly attack this madness, but as a movement, we're not selling the proposition, which I think is demonstrably true, that nothing could be more noble, more beneficial, more uplifting. Um, more altruistic than giving our young people, every generation, trying to transmit to them the very best that our species has ever created. A generation, which is what we have done, that deprives the next generation of the values and virtues of our founding, the beauty of the music of Beethoven, the beauty of Shakespeare, um, I think is committing a combination of 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 suicide as as you know and i don't want to get too personal here uh both of my parents have recently died and yesterday i'm in indianapolis yesterday uh we were going through some things and we thought it was going to be a 30 minute you know go through i was there for four hours going through um uh, mementos and my mother's and father's love letters from the early 1950s, which was embarrassing. Um, uh, and uh, because it could be inspiring, <laughs> it could be, it could be, unless it's your mother and father, then I don't think it's inspiring. But one thing that I noticed, and I had commissioned for my father's 70th birthday uh, for him to write one of these personal memoirs. And I was rereading it last night. And He's talking about his his public school upbringing in Indianapolis, uh, in a, a somewhat semi-rural area in Indianapolis, went to a public school, more like a blab school. Each grade had one classroom, 
And as an eight-year-old, this is not a private school, not a fancy, this is a public school. As an eight-year-old, every child was required to memorize 40 lines of Hamlet. Whichever 40 lines they chose, they had to remember the 40 lines. Um, Do you think there is a single school in America today that has anything remotely like a requirement like that? No, absolutely not, Tom. We have some family members that are in uh, classical schools at, you know, at the elementary school level, and uh, they're being exposed to a lot of, of good stuff. And uh, but, but one of the things that, that really jumped out and, and made uh, Carol and I both very happy was uh, all these children are learning uh, the Gettysburg Address, uh, you know, the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, uh, various other historical documents and so forth, almost none of which is being done in the in the uh, public schools of this country anymore. Uh, it's it's sad. I mean, it's we're, we're committing a form of of mass suicide. You, you know, uh, Carol and I are both under the weather, as you pointed out. And uh, when anybody gets sick, you know, what a healthy body does is is that antibodies rush to fight the illness. That that's a way. And, when, and if that doesn't happen, then then you know there's something else deeply wrong with that person that is preventing them from fighting off. Uh, this other disease. There's something that's destroying their immune system. Well, our immune system, broadly speaking, was sort of the Judeo-Christian worldview. And that has been so damaged by by the attacks on it over decades and decades now that as these other illnesses come invading our body politic, there, there is an, in, uh, an insufficient immune response. Tom, I you know I know everybody's bemoaning the the group of people that got out of control. Some of them on Capitol Hill on January sixth. I I'm puzzled why there aren't more massive demonstrations, peaceful hope I would hope, um, of parents and others at schools and uh, outside the offices of uh, you know outside hospitals performing these surgeries on. On nine and ten year olds, where is the immune response? Where are angry parents and citizens saying, This will not stand in my country? I, I fear the immune system is so weakened that we are in unable to fight off any alien philosophy that will enter the bloodstream of the body politic. And people say this isn't religious. If you go back to the Bible and you read about you know, the Amorites sacrificing their children to the goddess uh, Baal and Ashtarte and and how they would sacrifice their kill their children. You know, these were the these were the people of the ancient world that the Israelites encountered upon their exodus from Egypt, uh, the Canaanites, the ritual of 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 killing the wife when the father, when the husband died. Uh, I mean, we view that as barbaric. How is this different? We're mutilating our children. We're mutilating them. Yeah, you know, I uh, people that know me well, I think you know this, Tom. Though I'm a fan of uh, science, uh, you know, sort of horror, science fiction genre. I'm, 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 I'm all like too this. aware. 
Yes, I, I liked it from the you know, the fifties and sixties stuff. You know, that didn't go completely crazy. The stuff out now is, in some cases, actually demonic. But uh, uh, but a lot of those old movies they had the same theme, which is that you know that some murders start taking place or unexplained attacks, and the hero of the movie discovers that some ancient sect that existed thousands of years ago still has a group of 20 devotees who are practicing their bizarre black art. And that's why this happened and that happened. And they, you know, good people get together and they go get these bad guys. Well, Tom, it's not some bizarre sect now. It's university professors. It's scientists, quote unquote, at some universities. It's uh, cultural leaders, it's politicians, it's movie stars, uh, all promoting these bizarre theories about the nature of human beings and, and the wreckage among our children grows by the day. And you know, B- Bill Maher said the other day, um, look, a lot of this, he said, is, uh, is a sort of a social infection. It's all he I think he compared it to the to the Salem witch trials. He said, you, you know, this has nothing to do with some sort of uh, illness that can be treated. If it was just that there, this explosion wouldn't be taking place mostly, not all, but mostly in blue states where the number of children identifying now as being born in the wrong body is going through the roof. And they're Why all and they're all be? rich white kids. Let's be honest. They're all, you know, from super affluent most of them, not everyone, super affluent families. It's become a a rich white left wing accessory to have a trans child. It's sick. It's disgusting almost as 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 violently objectionable as the fact that we're out of time. Wow. Time <laughs> flies when you're having fun. I was going to say f- <laughs> when you're when you're outlining the destruction of a once shining city upon a hill. Okay. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. You were you were you know what sometimes Bauer when you try. I mean when you really really try, you can be good. I, I uh, it's a, it's a rare moment. I'll circle it on the calendar, and next year I won't remember why this date was circled. <laughs> anyway, I bet you even today, Carol will approve because I thought this was a great show. I did too. Well, feel better, and we'll talk in a couple days. 